Hey, everybody. We are GFBS, Grand Fork's best source here on a hump day Wednesday. I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my wife, Lori. Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I'll be home in a while. Is there a firearm shortage, ammunition shortage, and all that kind of shortage stuff? Well, we're going to talk with Travis Chasen for Brothers Firearms, and we'll find out a little bit about that here in just a couple of minutes. Show today brought to you by Raptor PCS in the Grand Cities Mall, the best place you can take your computer, I mean, ever. Got a full range of computer services, very affordable rates, and they do it all at Raptor. Computer builds, virus removal, hardware repairs, place to go if you want to buy a new laptop. They're going to work on your computer. Most cases, you're going to have it back the following day, too. They'll even come to your house, pick your computer up, or you can stop at the loading zone in front of rumors. Raptor PCS, winner of the top-rated local business, how many years in a row here in Grand Forks? Bring your computer in. You mentioned this ad. You'll get 15% off any computer service. Grand Forks' best source goes to Raptor PCS all the time. In fact, they just had a guy in here looking at her computer a couple of minutes ago uh, because we go there all the time because it's the best place to take your computer. Check them out, RaptorPCS.com, or call 701-772-7626. Find them right here in the Grand Cities Mall, Raptor PCS. Any questions or comments, feel free to call or text 701-213-0863. And before we get going too far, it is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, Did you hear Chuck Norris got shot with a gun? Yeah, Chuck Norris got shot with a gun. Uh, the bullet was critically injured. <laughs> what do you think of that one, Katie? So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, Chuck <laughs> Norris, he's the man. All right, uh, Travis, uh, Faison, how are you, man? Uh, Chasen, Jesus. Travis Chasen, how are you? Good, good, good. good. It's a wonderful day. Uh, yeah, wonderful day. I, I walked over to the shop there. You guys looked like you were crazy busy. But before we get uh, too deep into this, I want to congratulate you on uh, your new child. Yep, yep. Uh, 21 days old today. 21 days old today. Isn't it funny when they're that young, you remember their days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, uh, 31 years old. I've uh, been a small business owner in Grand Forks for six years now i I think it did all blurs together at some Mm, point it doesn't really matter um a 12-year national guard veteran uh and we thank you for that by the way other than that um growing up here my whole life born and raised um yeah new new wife new new kid i guess uh Everything's going good. Now, are, have you always been like an outdoorsy kind of guy? I, I know you're really into fishing, and I would imagine you're into hunting, but have you always been the kind that, that uh, would rather be outside than inside? Yeah. 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 Um, always kind of outdoors doing things. Uh, grew up going to the lake with family. Comes, mm-hmm. um, every weekend doing that. Um, I do hunt. Uh, fishing is the hobby, though. Yeah. And hard water is better than soft water. Yeah. You're, you're one of those guys you'd rather be out and ice fishing. Absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite lake body of water to ice fish? Uh, it depends on what you're fishing. What you're fishing uh, for. We uh, we fish Lake of the Woods a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Devils, um, you know, Bemidji, uh, and every, every other lake in between here and there. Balm Lake, uh, Upper Red. I mean, there's there, I mean any lake that's got fish and a good bite. 
So are you one of those guys that uh, goes out there and sits on a five-gallon bucket, or have you got a hotel on wheels that you drag out there with you? Um, I got I got access to both. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the weather. <laughs> I got access to both. <laughs> you know, um, but we'll be out as, you know, as early as we can, and safe ice is key. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's not worth dying for. No, have you ever had any close calls on uh, the ice? I have not, um, but, you know, I've got plenty of friends that, that have been wet. And, yeah. You know, it's scary. Oh, man. Oh, boy, that is is scary um how did brothers firearms get its start walk us through the history of this um thing. so um got back from uh a tour in 2012 and started going to college like everybody else did uh realized that i'm not good at school i do not like school i do not like paying other people to tell me what to do it's mm-hmm. not kind of my thing uh so um stopped that uh went and got a job um working in the uh the bar life in in grand forks did that for quite some time and still occasionally uh dabble in that industry um but uh i learned to like kind of the management aspect and 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 then the operation side of running a business Mm -hmm. and and kind of realize it's what i wanted to do um and then you just need to find a niche and then then kind of chase it um, once he realized that the, the firearms industry was lacking here um, in Grand Forks for a long time um, with kind of the only places to, to source firearms with shields and cabelas, mm-hmm. um, which they get the job done, but there's, there's so much more specialty um, n- niches with that industry that mm-hmm. they just can't do it all. Uh, so uh, once we kind of identified that, I went and became a pawnbroker. Uh, once I was a pawnbroker, that's where I learned how to buy and sell firearms okay Um, that was kind of the 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 make it or break it where i liked uh i liked wheeling and dealing i liked the the art of the sell i guess if you'd call it anything um and then just making contacts and 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 growing you know your regular base and uh 2015 um we kind of decided to give it give it a give it a go and we opened uh the gun shop you know, uh, when I was growing up, obviously I'm a little bit older than you, but I can remember back in the day in my hometown, uh, you could buy guns at any hardware store. Uh, there was actually a gas station, maybe two gas stations that you could buy guns. You could buy them at Kmart, mm-hmm. uh, Pomida, and the sporting goods store. Yep. Everybody had guns back then, but now it's, like you said, uh, it's not that easy to buy them around here. No, it's... Uh, or it wasn't. The hardware store in the small towns are definitely still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of buy, sell, and trade through through the internet, and we still do a lot of of uh, deals with um, local hardware stores. Okay, um, it's still very common. Um, however, you're starting to see corporate entities shy away from the the uh, the firearms industry because it's a perceived liability aspect, which really isn't, sure. isn't there. Mm-hmm. But it's easier for them to just close the books and say, now nah, we're done. So what do you think about gun control? I mean, it's, <laughs> you got people, I, I couldn't imagine, uh, I've been a hunter and an outdoorsman my entire life, but I could not imagine, and, and I don't carry a gun yet uh, concealed, but um, I couldn't imagine somebody telling me I had to give up my guns. It's a it's a it's a touchy subject. It's just like anything. Um, when you get people that are scared, um, you know, it's the easiest way to do it is tell someone they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, that's an opinion or my opinion on that whole subject is knowledge is what's going to create 
safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we start with, you know, just your basic safety, um, you know, hunter's education and stuff like that, which is so ingrained here in the Midwest, that's why it's so weird for us. Mm-hmm. Inner city Chicago or, you know, L.A. where a gun, you know, kills your neighbor, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's where the, that perspective is skewed. Um, but proper gun safety isn't ingrained in culture out there. Right. And, and, you know, I got my gun training certificate in, uh, well, see, 1977. I was 12. It's on my driver's license, actually, which just blows me away that that's on my driver's license at 56 years old. But I don't know if they still do it the same. But back then, uh, usually, if I remember right, the first day uh, of the first class of gun training, you basically sit down and you watch some awfully bad movies of what a gun can do, you know, if you're not safe. Do you know, do they still show those because they were awfully graphic and, and, you know, I don't know if the parents would be for it, but in my opinion, these things need to be seen because you pull the trigger, you're not taking that bullet back. So how important is that, do you think, as far as the safety aspect goes? Do you think they should be showing kids these videos? So it's, it's a, I, I would, I just kind of agree now. It's been almost 20 years since I've been through the course. Mm-hmm. So, um, did they show the movies then? I don't even remember. Okay. Um, I want to say they didn't, mm-hmm. um, but there's a certain gravity to the, to the situation that is, um, uh, incredibly important. And, and that was a way to instill that back then. And it's like, this is what happens when you aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I'm sure they've figured out better ways to do it. I mean, it's not uh, something that they take lightly. No, um, no. <clears throat> but the course is offered for free. You can do uh, the entry, you can do the initial portion online on the, the North Dakota Game and Fish website now. Um, but it's still, you know, mandatory in order to hunt and um, get any hunting license. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine you have a concealed permit. Uh, at- I do. Okay. And, and how is it hard to get that? Um, I know uh, producer Paul has got one. Uh, I know I want to get one. My wife wants to get one. It, it, is it if you've got a basic knowledge of firearms and, and you've got a head on your shoulders? My wife uh, did twelve years in the military. I mean, she knows her way around guns. But is it is it really difficult to go and get that permit? Uh, difficult, no, but it does take some time. Um, it's about a half day course, mm-hmm. it's, so it's not not too intense. However, it's not an introduction; it's a firearms course. I tell people that all the time. Yeah, um, you still need basic firearms safety. Um, that's not the course to do it with. Now, you will get any any quality instructor worth their salt. You're still going to get some of that um, because that's what they do. You know, they teach and they want to teach. Um, but the course is more so geared towards you learning the rules and laws around carrying a firearm. What constitutes carrying a firearm? What, where can you have a gun, not have a gun, et cetera? Um, you know, every state's a little bit different and has different rules. But for North Dakota, we have two types. You have your class one and your class two. Class two doesn't require a practical shooting exam, but the class one does. Well, the big difference is reciprocity and what states you can carry after the fact. Um, now, when you go through the practical shooting exam, that opens it up to more states. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the big thing. So for those states to recognize it, they say you have to have a practical shooting exam. All right. See, I had actually signed up for the course last week. And then he found out I live on the other side of the river. So he, I couldn't do it. Um, and I might have to do a little traveling uh, to actually, from what I hear, I don't know if there's anybody in East 
Grand Forks that's doing it right now or anybody I'd want to go to in East Grand Forks. But um, if you get the, the, the permit in North Dakota, that's it, it, now correct me if I'm wrong. That's good in Minnesota. But if you get the one in Minnesota, that's not good for North Dakota or am I wrong? So you have to be licensed in your state mm-hmm. to double dip essentially. Okay. So if you wanted the Minnesota and the North Dakota, um, you'd have to have the Minnesota first. And then that would then they work together to get you reciprocity in more states. So a workaround people used to do was like the North Dakota, Utah, um, where you could do it all basically by book and not shoot and submit it. And you'd be able to carry a Minnesota. Um, now you can't, you can't do that anymore. Your North Dakota type one is one of the best in the country. So we just say North Dakota residents get your North Dakota type one and you can carry in like 40 states uh-huh. minus the big ones, you know, California is right. never, well, never going to be a thing. Yeah. You know? Who the hell wants to go out there anymore anyway? <laughs> you know, I used to live there. Um, and you mentioned, you know, knowledge and education because I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've seen people walk through the mall, uh, mm-hmm. with a gun on their hip. And I got no problem with that, but you can't just do that anywhere. No, no. Um, You know, the big ones that are off limits are going to be, you know, your federal buildings, your schools. North Dakota, you can't have a gun in a bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Minnesota, you can have a gun in a bar. Um, You can also have up to, no, I don't know, don't hold me to this one. Okay. But you can have a drink at dinner with a gun on you in Minnesota. North Dakota, you can't have any booze in your system whatsoever. Um. And then you go into like this this whole a bit a big example that I use for the North Dakota one is let's say you go to the bar so and you're a responsible gun owner you take your gun off you put it in your glove box well your glove box is still considered concealed carry mm-hmm. so you yep. leave, so you leave the bar um, you get pulled over you only had two drinks you're not you're not DUI by mm-hmm. any means mm-hmm. but when you pop your glove box open the officer says he sees your gun and he asks you if you've been drinking you said yes well now you're carrying concealed illegally with while intoxicated okay so it starts this series of events would you be in trouble i don't know but you're you, you know they got you dead to right yeah because that opens up a whole bunch of questions mm-hmm. uh say you live in minnesota uh somebody breaks into your house you're fearing for your life maybe you've had four or five six eight beers and you end up shooting the guy is, is, is <laughs> are you gonna get in, you know exactly <laughs> have a good lawyer yeah <laughs> have a good lawyer uh, Travis Chasen is with us, and uh, by the way, Zach Zach texted in and says Travis is the man. Be Zach Bernier. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to be Zach. back with Travis. We're going to talk about oh boy, a bunch of different things uh, like silencers and ammunition and all that. But um, you know, if you've been putting off that remodel or something new around your house for long enough, these are the guys you get a hold of. Executive Properties here in Grand Forks, uh, they'll get it done and they're going to do it right. All types of commercial and residential work. Kitchens, bathrooms, siding, doors, concrete, trim and tile, cabinets. I think you get the picture. Uh, Executive properties, they're going to take the time to listen to what you want done. They're going to do it the right way and the way you want it. With over 30 years experience, let Barry Romo and that amazing crew take care of you. They offer senior and referral discounts. Uh, They're willing to work with any budget too, all right? For all your general contractor needs, call them up, Executive Properties at 701-330-1273. Or check out the website at executiveproperties.org. And also, uh, you got to check out the reviews on Facebook and Google. You're going to love their work executive properties they are your one-stop company that can do it all i know these guys personally and they do an incredible job travis jason from brothers firearms with us now uh, everybody's been talking first off it was a gun shortage and and i know when you guys first moved brothers into the grand cities mall here uh when we first met i said uh 
thought there's this big gun shortage and, and you were telling me, well, we seem to be doing okay. Is there a gun shortage in the United States? Depends on how you ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, can we get firearms? Yes. Um, are they readily available? Sure. Uh, but it comes down to, are they readily available at the price that we're willing to sell them for? Um, I can get you anything you want if you're willing to pay 20% or to hit 15% on top of what I get it for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, those prices are heavily inflated, and they can be heavily inflated, and we don't, we don't operate our business like that. Um, but, you know, guns are becoming more and more available every day. Um, I check, I start shopping at 6 a.m. every morning, um, going through my wholesale inventory lists and seeing what, what they got, what's new, um, and I start buying. Um, and I'm buying, you know, throughout the day, periodically, constantly checking and staying on top of it. Uh, typically, we have anywhere between 250 to 300 firearms on hand, or that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're down to about 150. So we're about 50% lower than where we'd like to be. Um, but, you know, we're in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had talked about uh, gun control and stuff. And uh, the way the, the United States has been lately, the government and all that stuff. Do you think people are worried that they are going to try to take our guns? It's always the in the background for mm-hmm. the industry. Um, you know, we be, being doing what we do, we we get a lot of the um, you know the the, the farther right leaning crowd and these emails and stuff like that with the the constant support support. You know, the NRA and all these the the uh, the legislature um, and stuff like that where they want money and stuff like that. They're taking our guns. Um, until we start uh, seeing major movement, um, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, just based on what you read and how these the bills that are passing or they're trying to pass, everything we're trying to do is already in place. Um, in some shape, way, or form, it just goes to show how ignorant the whole um, yeah uh, uh, the political system is on the on the topic. What do you what do you think about these people that um, basically it's like they're trying to change the constitution, really? Um, being, uh, I'm, I'm a constitutionalist through and through and it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty clear to me. So. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now my next question is ammunition. Um, now I, I just did a little bit of digging, uh, online and they claim there's no shortage of ammunition, uh, just massive demand and hoarding. And they say this all started right about the time of the last election, the presidential election. We have the George Floyd thing, which, uh, is basically, we're still reading and hearing about that on the news every day, but I know I have talked to you about certain types of ammunition, depending on what firearm I'm talking about, but is there an ammunition shortage or is that a bunch of BS? Because I was talking to a guy yesterday and he said he called BS on it. He said, there's no shortage of ammunition. Um, well, go into any gun shop. Well, the first thing I'll say is go into any gun shop and try to buy 243 right now. Okay. You're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like I said, it comes back to I can get it for you. However, you might pay $2 a bullet. Is that fair? No but it's available. Right. Um, and that stems where we think it's, we think the holdups at wholesale um, distribution. We see a lot of our wholesalers offering, you know, you can buy 10 cases of nine mil if you spend $5,000 with us, but you got to buy these products. Mm-hmm. And typically they bundle it with harder to move stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and that comes down to just supply and demand and they're trying to leverage what they have. To- so hoarding probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and does it seem like uh, you mentioned two forty threes? Now uh, it seems to me that's usually, a cheaper caliber gun to shoot mm-hmm. uh a 17 you know is another cheap one and that's if uh, ammo that's kind of tough to find right now but is it the cheaper ammo 
that's harder to find. I mean, compared uh, to some guns, it does cost two, two, three bucks a round to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you, the not so much what's cheaper. Um, if you go and you look at the price per bullet for the quality of bullet, mm-hmm. anything that you were paying, um, you know, three, four dollars a round before for. You're, those prices never inflated. That's kind of uh, what I thought. You know, it was kind of a fixed price. It is what it is. I mean, there was maybe a short period there where you might have got $6 around for them, mm-hmm. but that was short-lived, and it was mostly scalpers. Um, when it comes to 9 mil, we're typically seeing about $0.40 cents per round retail is the sweet spot. Um, however, we have a lot of wholesalers. Wholesalers still trying to sell it at $0.60 cents a round. Okay. So we're choosing not to buy it because we know that, when we can get it, I, I, you know, we can still sit, we can normally, um, you know, every month we'll get a few thousand rounds and we, we sell them at 40 cents around retail. So I know that the wholesale prices haven't gone up that dramatically. And when, what they're doing is basically price gouging, price gouging. Yeah. yeah. Which everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are doing that right mm-hmm. now. Uh, okay. Now I want to go to the assault style rifles. This has just been such a big hoopla going on about this forever. Um, it, 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 now granted, I don't own one. <clears throat> I've shot them many times. I have many friends that own a lot of them. It, it's just a regular gun that basically looks a little different with a bigger magazine. A lot of these guns start from a plain old rifle, and you can just buy the aftermarket stuff and put them on. And, of course, you can buy them already built. But what are your thoughts on, on this? And, and what is the big difference? Uh, consider, okay, let's just uh, compare that to, say, my, my two seventy Remington pump deer rifle. Um, what is the big difference besides looks and magazine? Not, not a whole lot. Functionality, if you want to get technical. Um, you know, you're looking at a direct impingement rifle versus a, a pump pump action rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, where the gas is cycling, we can go down into to like the details like that and actually talk about the differences. But ballistic term and terminal ballistic damage, which is typically where this this conversation will go. Sure, you got to look at the bullets, not not what the gun looks like. You know, mm-hmm. um, what will that bullet go through? Right. So if you look at terminal ballistics, two seventy, the damage is going to far outweigh you know, five five six two twenty three, which is your typical. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, assault style weapon, which is a term that the industry is trying to move away from. Um, and we're, they're, they're now called modern sporting rifles. Okay. Um, which is basically encompasses anything in that AR-15, AR-10 platform, um, with the, even with down to the, the, the pistol caliber carbines and your 9mm and, and all, all those, fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and with those style of guns, too, the um, uh, modern sporting rifles, uh, a lot of people now, are, uh, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't, but there are a lot more people building their own guns at home now because I know a few people, but they're pretty gun savvy. I don't think anybody should tackle something like that, but there are a lot of people building their own firearms now. Yeah, so it's not so much building your own because um, that implies it was from nothing. Right, well, yeah, uh, right. It, so what you can, it's totally legal. Mm-hmm. You can manufacture. I mean, machining your own barrels and all that kind of stuff is pretty tough to do. You can 100% manufacture your own firearm, 100% legal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within the confines of, of what's legal in the firearms world, you cannot build your own machine gun because that's not, uh, it's, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> but, but you can't do that. Um, but, you know, uh, when you when people say building their own guns, they're typically talking about assembling their own rifles. Mm-hmm. So they'll buy, a, like, a stripped lower receiver from us, which you can get in the door for about 100 bucks. Um, you know, and that's your base platform. And 
then you just buy your parts as you need it and you assemble them. Um, you know, and it's, it's kind of like Tinker Toys for adults. Okay. Well, that's um, a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, Legos for adults is another one. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you can get everything. You can mix and match your parts. You know, if you want your specific trigger, specific stock set, um, you know, handguards, barrel. Um, I mean, you can pick and choose every single piece you want. So it, it builds almost this personal collection connection with the firearm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you could do it to your motorcycle or your car mm-hmm. or your boat, why not be able to do it to your gun right yep 100 um i had this is something that that and i can't believe i didn't know this but um i remember talking to you uh i was getting ready to take a trip down south and i wanted to bring my gun with my pistol even though i don't have a concealed permit so i was worried about um having to get it registered and you said there's really no such thing as a registered firearm explain that a little bit because i'm guessing a lot of people because you hear that term all the time so when you buy a gun you're not you're not the paperwork you do it's it's just a Nick's FBI background check. Mm-hmm. That, all that that says is that you that can you buy a gun or not? Um, are you a prohibited person or not? Um, that that doesn't register that firearm to you, mm-hmm. um, which you know is a big misconception. Now there are states, California, Chicago, and you know Massachusetts where you are where you go to the police department and you register your oh, firearms. Okay. Um, and in my opinion, I you know it's not. I don't think it's fair. You shouldn't have to, you know, tell other people what you own. Um, and the first step in confiscation is registration um, because they got to know where to go to get the guns. Um, now, usually makes me sound like a crazy person, but you know, it's like again, it comes back to the Constitution and your it's your right to bear arms. Absolutely, because I mean, growing up, I mean, look at how many times uh, maybe I'd buy a gun for my cousin, or maybe my I'd, my grandpa would give me one, or somebody, you know. Uh, none of my guns and nobody knows what I've got in my gun cabinet because I, I like you said I don't want people to know what I have and where they are in my house firearms are expensive mm-hmm. um, you know if you have is and and here going into a home and seeing 10 or 15 firearms is not weird um, it's a pretty average size collection here. Mm-hmm. Um, well 10, 10 guns at $500 a piece is $5,000. Yeah. You wouldn't tell your neighbor you got $5,000 in cash in your sock drawer. No, no. You know, and and, and it's, 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 it's a privacy thing. Like, that's an actual asset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why we come back to the make sure you have an inventory of what you have and make sure your insurance company knows about it. Right. Because you need to be able to replace that stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of insurance policies... For firearms, they don't really do anything unless it's written in specifically. Oh, that's you know, well. I know sh- what I got to do when I get home. Then so, shameless plug. I also offer uh, yeah. insurance appraisal. <laughs> um, oh, you do? Okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, Brothers Firearms, Grand Cities Mall. By the way, um, I can remember growing up. Um, my grandpa, he was the one that took all the grandkids and put them through gun training. Mm-hmm. He had a Winchester twenty gauge three shot pump shotgun. That was the first gun that kids got to use until the next grandkid would come up or until they bought their first one and, and it just kept going through the chain a gun was an 1896 model 1896 it i mean he had it reblued and all that stuff which you know probably took away from some of the value but what my point is here travis is is guns with just a little bit of maintenance will last a long time and they are also an investment yes they can be um you know it's just like uh Kind of like with cars, you know, eventually they, they depreciate until they, they turn around and start appreciating, you know, and, and nicer examples um, appreciate faster. 
um, you know, anything of the big names, you know, Winchester, Remington, Marlin, um, all of those each have their own collector's facets and, you know, anything with, you know, Colt and Smith and Wesson, all those hold premiums. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there isn't a gun out there that is 60, 70 years old. that's not selling for what, 10 times what it was sold for back then. Right. Even if it's a hundred dollar gun. Today, it was still, you know, probably sold for less than $10, mm-hmm. you know, 50, mm-hmm. 60 years they, ago. They usually shouldn't lose much value then. No. Um, you, when you buy a new gun, you know, you get hit with the used gun off the, the used car or driving the car off the lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tax. pull it but, out. Yep. But once that's gone, it's worth what it's worth, you know, and um, some do become harder to find and do go up in value rather quickly. Are you one of those guys, uh, you know, Pheasants Forever, some of these uh, Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, all of these that uh, raffle guns, do you buy raffle tickets or are you gunned out we at donate. the end of the day? You donate, <laughs> we, yeah. We, we donate quite a bit. Um, I've, I've never won anything. No, so. me neither. <laughs> and that's the way it is. I don't know. We do sell those tickets, too. Um, if uh, anybody wants us to sell tickets for them, just swing by the store. Um, we, we can handle all that and help with that. Um, but yeah, we do um, everything with Minnesota Deer Hunters, Pheasants uh, Forever. We haven't done a lot with uh, DU. We haven't done a lot with, but they they've got pretty good handshake deals with where mm-hmm. where they where they currently work with. Um, which you know is you know more power to them. Um, Veteran Outdoors are going to call me out. I know he's going to call me later today and say John. <laughs> yeah, picture <laughs> his name. <laughs> um, but those guys are great guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything like that, we try to help out where we can when we can. Yeah, and, and uh, you've actually steered a couple of guys towards our show, mm-hmm. which uh, we appreciate. Now, another thing that's becoming very popular, and from what I understand, very expensive. I'm not sure. You'll probably answer that, but silencers, or would they call them suppressors, or is it a silencer the correct name? But very popular now. So they're they're suppressors, but the uh, the the ATF they call they define them as silencers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're incredibly popular and they're incredibly nice to shoot with. Um, they basically take the worst parts of shooting and they make it all tolerable. Yeah, um, you know, and a lot of people say they're afraid of re, uh, recoil on guns. The which, flinching and all of that because yeah, of the recoil. But yeah. it's typically the noise, not the not the, the actual mm-hmm. action of the gun moving. Um, so we get we get you know we get a new shooter and train them with silencers we can almost eliminate all those bad habits that that start oh, right out the gate yeah um you know a 22 with the the right paired with the right silencer um and a bolt action 22 it, air rifles are louder oh yeah um, but, yeah you know um with that you know but it comes back down to the safety thing because if you know um it becomes something becomes easy. People become more complacent. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta watch out for that that hiding in the background. So but, I would imagine it would be easier to teach somebody, say somebody that's never picked up a firearm. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it'd be easier to teach them if it had a suppressor on it. Hundred percent. Okay. Now, how hard is it to get a suppressor? Is there a bunch of paperwork? Um, can anybody get one? So if you can own a firearm, you can own a silencer okay. or a suppressor. Um, we use the term interchangeably. Um, mm-hmm. I should be more on the suppressor train, but, you know, whatever. Um, basically, it's called a Form 4. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's the same questions you ask, answer when you're, when you're uh, doing a gun background check. Mm-hmm. However, we submit it to the FBI directly along with the set of fingerprints and passport photos. Um, and then the process, the worst part is the process takes about six months to a year to complete. Wow. So we call it jail. Yeah. Um, so when you buy a can up front, we do the paperwork. That can is yours. You pay for it that day. So you're out the money until you basically get it back. 
Um, but we can't do anything with that item because it's that serial number is tied to you. So that's the registration because um, as an it's a, as an NFA item, it is registered. Okay. And, and tracked. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> than, than an over the counter gun sale. So uh, so what happens after after a year if they don't give it to you. Are you out the money, or no, how we, does that we work? We refund you and resell it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's so there's three things that can happen. That comes back approved, which is ninety nine percent of the time. Okay. Or let's call it ninety five percent of the time. Okay. Come back denied, um, and we don't know why because that's not our. We don't get to know the, your record. It's, it's private just information. Yes or no. Yep. Uh, it comes back denied. We can help you appeal it. Um, so that's about four percent of the time, and then one percent of the time it will come back with no action. Right. Which means... Exactly. <laughs> um, it means that they didn't make a decision. Um, it timed out, essentially. I don't, uh-huh. we, don't, we don't know because we, we, we don't get to call the FBI and ask them. Um, because it, the ATF doesn't do your checks, and that's who we work with. Mm-hmm. But the FBI does the actual um, background checks. And if it comes back, uh, return with no action, you can resubmit it, and you might, you might get a different... Uh, a different evaluator, and you'll go through the next time. And, and uh, I'm guessing now a uh, typical person that wants one of these suppressors, and if it doesn't go through, I'm guessing they don't call the FBI and yell at them. I'm guessing you're probably the bearer yeah. of bad news, and you probably get an earful. Yeah, no, well, we, 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 we we're at the point where we can deflect it pretty pretty, pretty mm-hmm. well at this point. It's because it's not up to us. And, mm-hmm. and the customer knows it's not up to us. Um, we set it all in motion, and we just kind of hope um, it all you know comes back as quick as possible we've had them come back in as fast as 40 days oh wow which is we would never that would never sit here and be like yeah you're gonna have it back in you know a month and a half mm-hmm. okay. never tell that to a customer no um so typically we're telling people nine to 12 months they get it in six they're happy oh wow you know um i only got a couple of more questions i know you're busy today travis but um a lot of people talking about it. I just want your opinion. Do you think the United States is heading towards a civil war? No. No. No, I, I don't. Um, I feel, and this is personal opinion here, but um, we hear the loudest people in the room because they want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, 99% of this country is moderate um, from a political standpoint. Um, I'm, I'm kind of right in the center. lean a little bit more libertarian than anything personally. Mm-hmm. But you know it, the the laughter leaning group is super loud um, with with who wants to yell and the same thing with the right and that's what we see because that's what we get access to on social media are all the people that are are screaming and yeah. complaining and yelling where the most of us we just go to work and uh, you know make our way mm-hmm. and, and do the things we enjoy. Now, uh, one more question. Um, you know, a lot of people there's been talk. You know, uh, our new president he's going to come and take our guns. Well, if anybody's going to take the guns, I would imagine they'd have to call in the military to do it. You being in the military, how would you think that would roll? Uh, telling somebody in the military that you've got to go strip this man of his firearms. I don't see it going no. too well. <laughs> um, the majority of the the military is pretty conservative, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them put the Constitution before anything else, and then a lot of them take adherence to all, all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, it's you know, um, at what point do you become you know an enemy of of the state or the Constitution? Mm-hmm. But it's it's all so extreme that you can't really it's just not feasible okay um i'm gonna give you a couple of seconds here tell us about brothers firearms here's a chance for you to uh really plug your business (laughs) 
Um, so Brothers Firearm Shop, we buy, sell, trade all new used firearms, machine guns, silencers. We do um, any sort of appraisal work right now. So if you if you've got estate questions, um, we can get you set up with lawyers. We can we've got gun friendly lawyers um, that work well with us. Um, we've got uh, like I said, any estate appraisals, insurance appraisals. Um, uh, anything else, anything firearms related, we'll, we'll take care of you. Um, we do offer service work. Currently, we are not taking any because we are too busy mm-hmm. um, with the sales aspect. But we can we can point you in the right direction to get anything you need fixed. Right here in the Grand Cities Mall? Yep, yep. Grand Cities Mall, right in the center. Um, two doors down from GFBS. And You know, when you guys first moved in here, I thought, well, you know what? This mall is kind of full of mom-and-pop shops. I thought... I wonder what they're going to think of a gun store coming in here. But uh, every business owner I've talked to absolutely loves the fact that you guys are here. And I'm hoping you're getting that vibe from some of these yeah. people here. No, I think they like us. Um, I'm, 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 I'm willing to bet we're increasing foot traffic. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and we've got one more spot in the mall here. We need to get filled out with something else. Okay. And uh, that could be another time for another show. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Travis, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, this is a lot of this is stuff that uh, people wanted to find out about. You know, you hear everything like you said on social media and mainstream media, and they might not really get it. But uh, Travis Chasen from Brothers Firearms are right here in the Grand Cities Mall. I uh, tell you what, go check them out. Uh, you know what? There, there's more than just guns. A lot of other things going on there. So uh, check them out, Brothers Firearms. Special thanks going out to Probita's Promotions. Uh, they're the place to go to if you want to boost your brand. Maybe you want your business to stand out from the crowd a little more than the rest of them. That's Probita's Promotions. They'll consult with you at no cost. And they're going to find the perfect swag for your business. Logo apparel, hats, promotional products, trade show displays, awards. They do it all. They're the region's top provider for free online stores. And now Probita's Promotions offers free shipping. Yeah, any item, any size order, you get free ground shipping to one location. They've got stores in Grand Forks, Fargo, Bismarck, and Minot, and you can get the perfect apparel, team spirit wear, and more for your business, all with free shipping, too. Probitas Promotions, call 1-866-PRO-SWAG or shop probitaspromo.com. Boost your brand and stand out from the crowd with Probitas Promotions. Tomorrow, Dirty Thursday. Yeah, the Boring Boy is going to talk with Bebop driver Jory Berg about a show coming up. And NOSA sprint car driver Mark Dobmeyer is going to be in the studio. Got some big news coming up. Hey, everybody, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us and hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. That way you'll never miss a show. Grand Forks is an awesome town. Grand Forks' best source is giving it an identity again.